Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to our weekly Healthy Harrison podcast, a show designed to help change your state, help change our state, build a healthier West Virginia, and uh, design and engineer uh, a healthier local community as well. I'm Gary Bowden, and our co-host each week is Amy Haberbosch Wilson. She's the executive director of the Harrison County Economic Development Corporation and Vice President of Healthy Harrison. I elevated your title last time, uh, Amy, but uh, welcome. Welcome back after your travels out west and you were just telling us about the, what, 100, how many hun above 100 temperatures? It was 118, yes, oh the day that we left. So yeah, yeah it was a little too That's hot. Nice, I great vacation, but uh, a little too hot for me. Yeah, I was going to say that. That's a little too hot for anybody, Amy. <laughs> <laughs> We're streaming our program live on the Healthy Harrison Facebook page, as well as the statewide distribution network of our media partner, WVNews.com. Every week at this time, we chat with individuals who are invested and focused on the same mission as Healthy Harrison, that being to uh, measurably improve the health and well-being of the citizens of North Central West Virginia. Uh, particularly here in Harrison County, hence our name, Healthy Harrison. Today, we're going to be chatting with two of the principals involved with the Cecil Jarvis Greater Clarksburg 10K. Uh, Brian Jarvis and Carl Hatfield will be joining us. I'll introduce them in a second. We want to talk to them because the race is coming up. Uh, and, and also, this is the 25th anniversary of the Clarksburg 10K. Brian is president and owner of WV News, as I mentioned a moment ago, I think I mentioned it, if I didn't, I'm gonna mention it now, they are a sponsor of the Healthy Harrison Podcast. Uh, Brian, in addition, uh, owns uh, several newspapers, uh, primarily here in North Central uh, West Virginia, one statewide publication, the State Journal. Brian's also a lawyer and he has interests in the oil and gas business. And uh, he's, uh, Joining us today from the family spread somewhere in Harrison, I believe it's in Harrison County, right, Brian? Yeah, I'm actually at the homestead down in Virginia right now. Oh, 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 you're yeah, the actually, I yeah. Thought meant, I thought you no, not like my homestead at home. Your yeah. homestead, you mean? Yeah, no, I'm actually homestead. down there. Yeah, we're down here with the family event. Oh, okay. Well, good. Thanks for joining us. Absolutely. Uh, also with us uh, today is Carl Hatfield. Most people around. Clarksburg and frankly, the state of West Virginia know Carl. He's a former uh, All-America runner at West Virginia University, and he's a member of the WVU Sports Hall of Fame. He's been race director of the Clarksburg 10K all of its 25 years. Carl, thanks for joining us. Good to see you. Thank you for the nice introduction. Yeah. Good to be here. And 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 welcome. Now, I... I started second guessing myself. I'll throw this at you, Carl. Uh, we are virtual again this year. Is that correct? That That is correct. This is the second year that we have been virtual. And the reason our our race committee decided to go virtual is, is our planning for each year's race begins back in, you know, October and November of last year. And we finally made a decision along about January and February. And at that point in time, we decided to go virtual. Um, next year, hopefully, yeah. fingers crossed, we will be back 
and and because we had planned on doing a a really big um, race this year our 25th anniversary yeah. we're going to call next year 25 plus one <laughs> so yeah next year we will be back on the streets in clarksburg hey, hey carl the obvious question um uh, when we talk about a virtual 10k is you know how do you run a virtual 10k so explain a little bit about how the race will occur again this year oh each uh, each runner can uh, actually run either the 10k or the two mile uh, at their own location they don't necessarily have to come down to Clarksburg and run the the original certified race course and so after each runner registers online and you can register up until July or June the 26th I mean and some runners have actually already registered and run their 10k or their two mile okay and uh, you send in your results to to our website, and uh, later on in July, you will receive your uh, finisher medal and your uh, T-shirt. It will be mailed to you at your address that you uh, post when you sign up. So, because you're letting people run a 10k course of your choosing the race can still accommodate runners from all over the country and all over the world that's correct okay. and uh last year you know we did have runners that uh ran virtual and they ran their race in you know pittsburgh williamsburg virginia uh columbus ohio we we had runners from numerous states and mostly West Virginia runners. Mm -hmm. And um, so, but next year we hope everybody can come back to Clarksburg. Right. <laughs> I'd like to hear uh, either Brian or Carl, the, the history. Take us back to when the, how this all began. Uh, I'll jump in, Brian. Uh, <laughs> Please do, Carl, you got it. <laughs> I, I, I'm the historian as well as the race director. There we go. Yes, uh, yes sir. And uh, in the fall of 1996, my wife, Georgia Hatfield, uh, had been following me around to all these different races in Pittsburgh and Washington, D.C. and Charleston, West Virginia and Parkersburg. And, and she, she said, you know, we need a, to have a very nice race in Clarksburg because Georgia and I lived in Clarksburg at that time. Uh, right now I live in Bridgeport, but uh, uh, I told her that I had spotted a local banker and uh, a couple of his friends named Cecil Jarvis and uh, John Ebert <laughs> running in local road races and I, I was kind of surprised that these guys were, were running in some of our local road races in Morgantown and here in uh, Bridgeport and Clarksburg and so 
she said, I'm going to contact Larry Mazza. He was president of the bank in downtown Clarksburg at that point in time and try to get him to be one of our sponsors. And so she did. And Larry really took the bull by the horn and he went out and uh, got a number of other main sponsors, particularly Cecil Jarvis. Right. And, and, um, and so we, we formed a race committee of local organizers and track coaches and people like Joe Gonzalez and Pete Bowie and Fred Smart, who was in charge of the emergency uh, powers here in Harrison County. And um, so uh, we spent roughly eight or nine months putting the race together. And our first year was uh, the first Saturday in August of 1997. And the race was hugely successful. In fact, uh, we, we, we had uh, over 900 runners just in the 10K for the first year. And after that, we kind of had a footprint as to how to follow. But since then, over the years, we added a two-mile race. And I added the kids' K run. And, uh, and you know, all, all of the fast times for men and women in the 10-kilometer race are set. All the, the state records are all set in Clarksburg mm. because of the... Oh quality of the runners that we brought in and uh, our race course is not that easy but you know we wanted to keep it in downtown Clarksburg because the city of Clarksburg has been very cooperative and helping us with uh, traffic control and uh, providing us police officers and uh, and the fire department has let us use their building as the registration center point and it, it's worked out really well. We've received tremendous publicity. Our race for about six years was on ESPN TV every year. And uh, like I said, the, the first race was the first weekend in August. And since then we've moved the race back to Father's Day weekend in June, simply because to avoid other national races and to avoid the heat and uh you know in june we still sometimes get hot weather but uh, it's generally a little bit cooler for the runners to run in june and uh we can catch the high school kids in the two miles especially right after they've finished their state high school track meet and so it, it's been a very successful race. Well, that's great. I'll be the first to say that it's it's a huge economic boost to any community. After living in Columbus, Ohio, and Phoenix, Arizona, and now here, it's definitely something to promote, and it's great for a community. So Let, let's get let's get Brian in here. We're we're talking about healthy Harrison and, and he looks like he's on a little walk at the homestead getting his exercise. Yeah, trying to, trying to find uh, my wife uh, and the baby. Carl mentioned um, that we, we in all likely would, likelihood wouldn't have had 25 successful years without the backing 
of the community. So l- let me throw that one to you. How, how, how and why is this so valuable to the community and, and, and why have you seen fit to, to become a part of it? Well, of course, it's, it got named in honor of my father, which, of course, is right. a piece of my heart. He was such an avid runner and biker and swimmer. He completed five triathlons, uh, Ironman triathlons, and that's a 26-mile run, like 112-mile bike or something, and three-mile swim. So he was very athletic, and I've always kind of been athletic, too, and our family's always been, you know, interested in staying healthy. So we've always felt it was important to keep the race, uh, keep, keep sponsoring the race for the future and try to get to, you know, 100 years. You and the race, you as a principal and helping keep it going, um, uh, the race itself has been um, very reliant on other businesses in the, in the community in addition to the ones you're connected with. Uh, do you find that it's easy to, to keep these partners uh, engaged with this race? I think it is just because most of the partners are, well, of course, they love the area we're in, but they're also a- athletic themselves. So I think they really want to try to do everything they can to promote health, health, health care in the area. Yeah. Uh, Carl mentioned uh, Larry Mazzo with, um, uh, uh, well, I'm drawing a blank on, uh, on his bank, MVB Bank, right? And John Ebert with McDonald's. Who are some of the other That's sponsors, correct. Brian? Or is, or is that one we need to toss back to Carl? Yeah, Carl might know might know more of them, but uh, we do McDonald's, MVB Bank. Um, who who else is there, Carl? You might know more. Well, of course, the Clarksburg Exponent Telegram, WBOY TV, uh, gives us nice publicity for a regional area, and. Uh, uh, the, uh, at different times over the years, United Hospital Center has helped us uh, tremendously, and particularly with uh, having the medical tent at the finish line, which is important on uh, certain hot days <laughs> of the year. And uh, uh, without the sponsors, we couldn't have a race. But in, in return, our race has elevated the city of Clarksburg to uh, the upper stratus, you might say, of, of the world of road racing in the United States. Uh, there were a couple of years when the Clarksburg 10K was the second rated 10 kilometer race in the United States. And we're talking about, we were going up against big cities like Atlanta, Georgia has the peach tree race, the 10 kilometer peach tree race every year on July the 4th. And, and just all of a sudden, the little town of Clarksburg was rated the second highest rating in the country for the uh, 10 kilometers. And uh, plus, like I said, for six years in a row, we were on ESPN TV, a a half hour show that was every year that we had the Clarksburg 10K, 
ESPN on a show called Running and Racing presented the Clarksburg 10K. They would send two cameramen down, one to cover the women's race, one to cover the men's race. And we, we were in a national spotlight. Mm. So we were able to generate that kind of publicity for the city of Clarksburg. Which is and great. We couldn't do it without the sponsors. Right. No, it's great. And I, throughout the years, if you do, do a search on marathons, races, what they what what they used to be, it's it's taken kind of a it's kind of morphed into something that really includes everybody. I mean, it used to be that if anyone's going to run a marathon, you had to be a certain type of person, certain age. Now it seems that like it takes all ages, all conditions. Um, it's on a bucket list, of course, for people. But if you run, walk, it's really for everyone. Is that still the same? Or have you seen a transition over the years that similar? The, tra the transition that I have seen, I've been in running for 20, 57 years. And uh, back when I was younger and doing very well in running, um, it was a male dominated sport. But the thing that's happening nowadays is you see more women running in road races than men. And, and the Boston Marathon is the best example. Uh, I ran my first Boston Marathon in 1972 and the, uh, that was the first year that women were officially allowed to run the Boston Marathon. They had five women in 1972. Uh, the past years, they've had as many as 30,000 runners wow. qualified to run the Boston Marathon. And the last time that they did it, big deal time, um, there was something like 18,000 women and 12,000 men. <laughs> so you can see it, it, it has changed considerably. And, uh, and it seems like there's more women that are, you know, seeking personal physical fitness levels than men. But uh, we're still getting big numbers in a sense, the, the United States is in its second running boom, you might say, because some of these races, big city marathons like Chicago and the New York City Marathon are having close to 50,000 runners qualify. Wow. So it, it's, it's, it's actually a big city event. Now, Clarksburg's not a big city population-wise, and West Virginia's not a big population-wise city but it's good that there's more and more races you know 5k races set up for charity runs and that kind of thing because it these kind of events do promote physical fitness and they do promote camaraderie and and people generally feel better after they get into an exercise program yeah i i, I wanted to bounce back to uh, to brian for this one, because uh, his company WV News is a is a sponsor not only of the 
the race or his you know companies are involved uh, in the race but uh, he also is a big sponsor of healthy harrison and as we mentioned at the outset the mission of healthy harrison is to engage that entire community you don't have to be an elite runner a 10k two mile or whatever it is to participate uh Brian, in actuality, if we can keep him here, if not, we'll toss this question back to Carl. But I, I wanted the the Clarksburg 10K was way ahead of the uh, uh, the Healthy Harrison organization because you were trying to find ways to involve the whole community in exercise and fitness long before we took up this mission. Oh yeah, no, it's uh, we were, but you know, with the combination, the reason why we want to support it all is because we know combined there's going to be the 10k is just one day in time you know we do the 10 weeks of the 10k so people can prepare and know how to train for it but the the nice thing with healthy harrison is it's 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 you know 365 days a year so everybody can you know be engaged with the healthy harrison model and and the 10k the clarksburg 10k is one um the uh uh the, the fallen heroes 5k you know all these things kind of play a piece into healthy harrison so we like supporting them all and, and as Carl mentioned that uh, several years ago, they added the youth races where they have several different age categories and that gets mom and dad out, you know, into the community, seeing what's going on and it gets the kids started at an early age. It absolutely does. And, you know, when Carl got the kids K added and the, and the two mile, the two miles kind of fun. Cause you know, uh, a lot of the, uh, teenagers that are just can fly you know they they love that race because they're they're going you know five six minute miles around that thing and it's fun watching them run like full speed for two miles well, well the that's other nice. thing There's something Bri for everyone yeah brian the other thing that connects uh and, and i'll jump back to amy the other thing that connects well with the community uh in addition to having the opportunity for the kids uh is we need to make sure we address the fact that yeah we call it a race and a lot of these events throughout the year uh, are called races, but we certainly invite folks that are just beginning their fitness program who are walkers to participate as well, right? Absolutely. No, the coolest thing about it is it is for anybody, you know, that if you can't even walk that well, people, people just, they, they limp around that thing. It's fun, you know, because yeah. everybody wants to get out and do it. So yeah. even if you, even if you do have a hurt knee or, or bum, bum something, it's, uh, it's fun for everybody because there's at least a race for everybody, uh, as Amy said. Yeah, something to mark off the bucket list no matter who you are, what age or <laughs> what condition you're in. I keep saying that, but it does take all body types. What have you seen, either one of you, over the, the, the last 25 years as far as a transition? Um, and bring it back home as far as this race specifically. Changes that you've seen from day one, uh, ten years in, to where we are now. Participation level is it up? Is it down? Do you have a hard time getting people to, to even join? Cole can probably take that one. Well, I, I I've noticed two two differences. Uh, uh, say over the twenty five years. Um, number one is we do. Uh, have a smaller number of runners that are willing to run the 10 kilometers, but more runners are willing to try the two mile. The two mile race course that we mapped out is relatively flat. It's downtown Clarksburg 
and you don't have to go up and down the hills uh, on Main Street and Pike Street in Clarksburg in the 10, like you do in the 10 kilometers. So that's, that's one difference. We're, we're having tr more trouble getting 10 kilometer runners out. The second observation is kind of tied in with the first observation, and that is that we seem to have more recreational runners nowadays than we do serious runners back when we first started. Um, it seems like, you know, well, I think what it is is people have more options for physical fitness. You know, there's more gyms open, there's more swimming areas open, uh, more people are trying bicycle riding than, than jogging. Um, for a lot of people, um, jogging or running is a lot harder than <laughs> riding a bicycle it's or, or walking. Not the exercise of choice for many people, correct? <laughs> right. Yeah, but uh, you know, once once you get, see people get hooked on jogging, they they begin to realize that jogging or running is probably one of the easiest ways to lose weight, uh, to get your weight under control. And as as people get closer to middle age or get older, they tend to be a little bit more overweight than the younger people, but uh, uh, I'm one of those lucky people. I guess I found running <laughs> a yeah. long time ago and yeah. it was a sport that I could excel at. And so I, I'm, I'm totally hooked, I'm addicted. <laughs> let, me, let me break in real quick because I failed. To, we talked about some of the sponsors of the uh, Greater Clarksburg 10K. I, I failed to mention some of the sponsors that help us uh, bring this podcast to folks every Friday. They are WVU Medicine United Hospital Center, uh, the State Journal, West Virginia University, WVNews.com, and Interaction uh, Media. Uh, back on the track you were on, uh, Carl, and, and Brian can jump in if he wants to, uh, because Brian, I, I think, mentioned it briefly. Explain to folks uh, the preparatory program that you have, the 10 weeks to the 10K, because that is what Healthy Harrison focuses on, is trying to present exercise in a new way to people that maybe haven't been doing enough of it. We, we can kind of work you up into that 10K, correct? Yeah, the cool, the cool thing about the 10 weeks of the 10K is we've got a speaker every week, talk to you kind of how to train, how to prepare. And of course, Carl knows all this stuff. He's, he's, he's probably the best speaker that there is, but but, you know, it really helps you get prepared for the 10K or the two mile, whatever you're going to be, be doing. But uh, really figuring out if you want to run 6.2 miles, I mean, it's a, it's a long distance. I'm one of those, those folks that used to run the 10K and I went down to the two mile myself. I just, you know, it is, it is, not, uh, it is not that easy to, to get around 6.2 miles for me either. So uh, the 10 weeks of 10K really helps you prepare if you're wanting to do that. And you get good speakers, good training. You go out, you run, you run the race, you run half of it. And you kind of just get yourself prepared. And by the week before the 10K, you run the whole thing and, uh, and get prepared for it. Where do you Call sign up for this? Anybody, anybody can, uh, can join. Um, I think this year they're all done on Zoom anyways. Uh, but uh, 
Do you know more about that, Carl, how people sign up for it? Uh, the 10 weeks to the 10K what was an event that we stole from the Parkersburg Half Marathon. Uh, and, and what it involved was uh, we started 10 weeks before the 10K and we would meet live and in person down near the starting line uh, one of the churches down there uh, allowed us to use one of their Bible study rooms, and uh, we would have live in-person speakers every Tuesday night at six o'clock, and we would have a short presentation of, say, 10 or 15 minutes, and then the runners would break out into training groups and get out on the race course in downtown Clarksburg and actually jog anywhere from two miles to six miles. And uh, we did that for 10 weeks leading up to the 10K race. That's why we called it the 10 weeks to the 10K. Um, my wife and I, uh, Georgia, she and I were the original organizers of that and we would meet every Tuesday night. But then we, let Valerie Dunlavy take it over. And now it's Lee and Martha Gustafson. So they are doing it Zoom. And we're, we're already through the 10 weeks of the 10K this year. But next year, we're going to go back to live and in person and having like coaches to help a different group of runners each week. And, That's right uh, on our list. Is there, a, is there a cost for this? Or No, there's no cost. All you have to do is show up on Tuesday nights at six o'clock. See, that's amazing. The, amazing to get out there that, that any of this is available, which is great. We, we generally had anywhere from 20 to 40 people show up every Tuesday night. And, um, and they would all come and and, you know, they would get uh, a bunch of freebies that were different, <laughs> like free T-shirts and, and uh, free water bottles and uh, other things from our sponsors. That's in addition to what they would get for registering for our race, which, you know, is now the Saturday before Father's Day each year. Well, I, I think it shows the, the importance of Healthy Harrison uh, being a partner with the Clarksburg 10K because it's not just, again, elite runners uh, competing in that 10K. It's all the other elements of your event, the, the shorter races, the kids races, the 10 weeks to the 10K. That makes it a real community event and it makes a, a, an opportunity for people to enter into a fitness program in, in a very safe fashion. All right, it's more achievable. Yeah, yeah. That, that is true. And uh, one of the really neat things is there are some people out there who started running in the kids' K when they were four and five years old. And then when they got up into junior high and high school age 
they jumped over into the two mile. And now that they're into their 20s, they're actually running the 10K. So it was like a stepladder of training for them. But we started them off in the little kids K runs. Carl, let me let me tie something back to Healthy Harrison. Uh, one of the big focuses for us uh, right now is the battle against obesity, which is a problem locally and certainly statewide. Um, do you have examples of people that have started out uh, in in the Clarksburg 10K program and have lost weight over the years, have seen their fitness level change dramatically over the year? Can you give us, can you cite some examples? Well, uh, you don't have to name names necessarily. No, I, I'm, <laughs> I, I'm not going to name names, but I do know of one local guy, uh, and I'll tell you, he, he's the chairman or president of the West Virginia Board of Directors. So you might know who I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah. And he, he was a friend of Larry Mazas. And Larry talked him in to training. And he, he was getting a little, I mean, he's a big guy to begin with. He, he's more of a football player than a skinny runner like me and uh and larry got uh got david into uh jogging a little bit i mean he was getting a little bit overweight and he was still a young guy you know and so uh in the course of about eight or nine months david went from not being able to run around the block in clarksburg to he lost about 90 pounds oh. in the space of about nine months and actually finished the very first Clarksburg 10K. I mean, he, he was pretty far back in the pack, but I mean, he enjoyed it. Yeah. And uh, so you, you kind of know who I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but he, uh, I think that's the last time he did that. Yeah. He, he went back <laughs> to playing golf. Yeah. <laughs> But he, he's the best example of, of a guy who who latched on to slow jogging and he worked his way up and he he actually lost a lot of weight. We're we're getting a little close on time. Let me uh, let me jump back to Brian, um, who was starting to wear me out. Looks like he's finally found a place to uh, <laughs> to to rest. Uh, I, I and I'm going to ask a question that. Uh, I know is um, near and dear to Amy uh, because events, well, organizations like Healthy Harrison, events like the Clarksburg 10K are what get businesses interested in relocating uh, to a community. I, I believe that's correct, isn't it, Amy? That it is. Yes, that it falls in with quality of life and what they're yeah. looking for. They want to see yeah. events like this. So as we get. As we get ready to wrap up, Brian, um, uh, how do you see the future of the, the 10K? You're, you're a big businessman here. How do you see the future of the 10K and, and, and Healthy Harrison and, and how it, uh, pr frankly, presents a more valuable uh, picture for uh, anybody looking to start a business here? 
Yeah, no, I think it, I think it's great. When people, you know, we all want healthy employees. We want people that'll have longevity with our companies and things like that. So when you come into a town and you see that there actually is a program that's built for this type of thing, I mean, the Healthy Harrison program, it can get into businesses and really help you encourage your employees to do more and uh, and run the 10K. Like for instance, uh, oh, three or four years ago, um, we had uh, about 26 employees run the 10K. Um, or two mile or the 10k not not the 10k but but some of them did the 10k but most of them did the two mile but that's just one of those things and they all got out there they got engaged some people walked around it took them you know an hour and a half Uh, you know they did the 10k and they walked it it was uh it was really cool to see because people wanted to get engaged with it and businesses that's the reason why they'll come and be and be involved in not only moving to our communities but programs like this make it so you also can have healthy families too, not a lot of, let alone uh, employees. Cause my, one of my big goals is to make sure that uh, my family has a healthy lifestyle too. Amy, anything you want to conclude with? Uh, well, maybe the dates of when this is and you know, the times, how do they get involved? How do they watch it? Well, uh, since this year's virtual, uh, we're allowing the runners to do their own virtual race. And so that's not much of a spectator event. <laughs> but next year, we plan on uh, doing our event the Saturday before the um, Father's Day event. And that'll be in June 2022. And uh, uh, we'll start we'll open up registration next year in March of 2022. And we have a mailing list. We'll send out an entry blank, a live actual paper entry blank to approximately a thousand people. People that have run the race before. We do have a group of uh, about 15 people who have run every single uh, Clarksburg 10K, and um, we will honor them next year in a banquet also. Oh, that's great. It's not that far off. When you think of March, it, it's if you're training for something that big, um, that's not too soon to start. Well, it is the state championship for West Virginia. Uh, the athletic organization for track and field is called the West Virginia USATF. And uh, so this, our race is the 10K championship. It's, yeah. it's a certified race course. And it, um, uh, you know, we, we offer prize money. Well, I, I think from Healthy Harrison's uh, perspective, the, the fact that you've moved it to that Father's Day weekend makes it a great connection too, because that's, all about family or it's supposed to be all about family and that's a great way to to bring some families together and give them an opportunity to do something together on that weekend we we do offer prizes for uh father son father daughter teams yeah all right well we we are we're we're out of time um golly uh we're gonna look forward to to next year and uh uh, 25 years plus one, Carl. I like that. Your 25 plus one anniversary will be 
next year. But our thanks today to Brian Jarvis, who both personally and with uh, his various companies is very supportive of the Clarksburg 10K and also of Healthy Harris Harrison and also of the Healthy Harrison podcast brought to you each week at this time. Brian, thanks so much. Hey, thank you all. And, and Carl, we can't, I mean, we can't thank you enough for taking your great career in running all your achievements at West Virginia University and representing the, the state. Uh, uh, we, we thank you for 25 years of kind of holding this event together. It's been great for the community. And as you've pointed out, it's, it's put Clarksburg on the map. So uh, congratulations and thank you. Thank you for inviting me. And I hope that maybe we can do this again next year, maybe in April or May of next year. If, if we're if we're still doing podcasts, we'll make it happen. <laughs> That'd be great. Yeah. Yep. And we <laughs> want to thank both. all of you for joining us uh, uh, both today and each week. Uh, it's Healthy Harrison's goal to change your state of mind and ultimately change the state of health again, both here and throughout the state of West Virginia. If you want more help right now, you can find a lot of it by visiting the healthyharrison.org uh, Facebook page, or frankly, the healthyharrison.org website or Healthy Harrison uh, Facebook page. Either one of those, you'll find a lot of support. Again, thanks to our sponsors, WVU Medicine, United Hospital Center, West Virginia University, The State Journal, wvnews.com, and Interaction Media, and their folks who help us each week uh, put on this podcast. Uh, we want to remind you that next week, it's going to be uh, uh, a repeat guest. Uh, Amy, did you hear about that? that I were, did, uh, yes. Bringing back Abby and Krista Arnold. Abby Vigel and Krista Arnold, who are leaders of Healthy Bridgeport and have had great, great success. They're going to talk about taking some of the elements of their program uh, countywide so that more communities, more neighborhoods, around the Clarksburg area can take advantage of what they've been able to do. So Abby and Krista, next week, we hope you'll join us. We're going to continue to find ways to inspire you to live life better and to live life healthy. Thanks again to Carl and Brian. Thanks to all of you for joining us. See you next week.